Good morning. I'm Bob Edwards, your worship associate for today. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service. Our greeter today is Ellen Graham. Our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend Lauren Horton Ludwig, our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, and our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins. I'd like to follow you to follow along with the order of service. I invite you to visit the wuu.org to download a copy. If you're visiting today, we're glad you're here. If you, we invite you to say hello in the chat if you like. And if you'd like to sign up for the email list, please fill out our online visitor form at WUU. This Thursday, WUU members Stephen and Rachel Dominguez invite you to take part in a social distance Thanksgiving. Steve is a professional chef and will be preparing a traditional Thanksgiving meal with all the fixings that are available for pickup or delivery on Thursday, Thursday morning. Then all are welcome to join on Zoom at 1 p.m. for some social time. If you'd like to receive a meal or if you have any questions, please get in touch with either Rachel or Stephen Dominguez. We're pasting the phone numbers into the Zoom chat now. They could also use a few volunteers to help out deliver meals or help in the kitchen with safety precautions, of course. We'll add the sign, sign up link to the Zoom chat now. Our opening hymn is Rising Green by white songwriter and activist, Carolyn McDade. It's inspired by an old English and Celtic folk theologies that human beings are part of the earth, connected and sacred in a sacred way to land, to land and all beings. If you know it, I hope you'll sing along. blood doth rise in the roots of yon oak her sap doth run in my veins boundless my soul like the open sky where the stars forever have lain where the stars where the stars stars forever have lain. My hands hold the weavings of time without end. My sight as deep as the sea. Beating my heart sounds the measures of old that of love's eternity. That of loves, that of loves, that of loves eternal. 
tides as they answer the moon Rushing on a far distant sand Winging my song is the wind of my breast And my love blows over the land And my love, and my love And my love blows over the land My foot carries days of the old into new Our faith settles deep in the earth, rising green to bring a new day. Rising green, rising green, rising green to bring a new day. Again, welcome. We're happy that you have joined us via live stream, audio or video or Zoom. Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement or inspiration, you belong here and you are seen here. Even if you've joined by phone, we cannot see you physically. Now I invite you to join in saying our opening words. Please, as you say these words, speak them to each other. And now we will connect across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Whoever you are, whoever you love, whatever your image of the holy, of the holy. let us say the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or candle handy nearby, go ahead and light it now. We'll spotlight Lauren Weeks lighting a chalice. And again, we'll unmute you and Bob will lead us in saying the words in unison. We light this chalice. Myself. Come. We light this chalice. The warmth of love. For the light of truth. For the energy of action. And for the harmony of peace. Peace in our hearts. Peace in our community. And peace in our world. Our call to worship today is the Thanksgiving address of the Haudenosaunee people called the Iroquois Confederacy by white settlers. Most of the Haudenosaunee people today live in what we call New York State, Ontario and Quebec. And they still use this Thanksgiving address as a way to begin each time they have a big gathering together. They have shared this text with all the people of the world. I wanna thank all of our readers today, especially Canaan, Gigi, Vanessa and Lion, and Kathy and George. As you listen, 
I invite you to imagine yourself greeting and thanking all the beings that we're going to be reading about, to really see them in your mind's eye and imagine telling them how grateful you are for them. So let's begin. The people. Today we have gathered and we see that the cycles of life continue. We have been given the duty to live in balance and harmony with each other and all living things. So now we bring our minds together as one, as we give greetings and thanks to each other as people. Now our minds are one. The Earth Mother. We are all thankful to our mother, the Earth, where she gives us all that we need for life. She supports our feet as we walk out about upon her. It gives us joy that she continues to care for us as she has from the beginning of time. To our mother, we send greetings and thanks. Now our minds are one. The waters. We give thanks to all the waters of the world for quenching our thirst and providing us with strength. Water is life. We know its power in many forms. Waterfalls and rain, mists and streams, rivers and oceans. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks for the spirit of water. Now our minds are one. The fish. We turn our minds to all the fish life in the water. They were instructed to cleanse and purify the water. They also give themselves to us as food. We are grateful that we can still find pure water. So we turn now to the fish and send our greetings and thanks. Now our minds are one. Now we turn toward the vast fields of plant life. As far as the eye can see, the plants grow, working many wonders. They sustain many life forms. With our minds gathered together, we give thanks and look forward to seeing plant life for many generations to come. Now our minds are one. With one mind, we turn to honor and thank all the food plants we harvest from the garden. Since the beginning of time, the grains, vegetables, beans, and berries have helped the people survive. Many other living things draw strength from them too. We gather all the plants, foods, plant foods together as one and now and send them a, a greeting of thanks. Now our minds are one. Now we turn to all the medicine herbs of the world. From the beginning, they were instructed to take away sickness. They are always waiting and ready to heal us. We are happy there are still among us those special few who remember how to use these plants for healing. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to the medicines and to the keepers of the medicines. Now our minds are one. The animals. We gather our minds together to send greetings and thanks to all the animal life in the world. They have many things to teach us as people. We are honored by them when they give up their lives so we may use their bodies as food for our people. We see them near our homes and in the deep forests. 
We are glad they are still here and we hope that it will always be so. Now our minds are one. The trees. We now turn our thoughts to the trees. The earth has many families of trees who have their own instructions and uses. Some provide us with shelter and shade, others with fruit, beauty, and other useful things. Many people of the world use a tree as a symbol of peace and of strength. With one mind, we greet and thank the tree of life. Now our minds are one. The birds. We put our minds together as one and thank all the birds who move and fly about above over our heads. The creator gave them beautiful songs. Each day they remind us to enjoy and appreciate life. The eagle was chosen to be their leader. To all the birds, from the smallest to the largest, we send our joyful greetings and thanks. Now our minds are one. The four winds. We are all thankful to the powers we know as the four winds. We hear their voices in the moving air as they refresh us and purify the air we breathe. They help us to bring the change of seasons. From the four directions they come, bringing us messages and giving us strength. With one mind, we send our greetings and thanks to the four winds. Now our minds are one. The Thunderers. Now we turn to the west where our grandfathers, the thunder beings live. With lightning and thundering voices, they bring with them the water that renews life. We are thankful that they keep those evil things made by Oquiseres underground. We bring our minds together as one to send greetings and thanks to our grandfathers, the thunderers. Now our minds are one. The sun. We now send greetings and thanks to our eldest brother, the sun. Each day without fail, he travels the sky from east to west, bringing the light of a new day. He is the source of all the fires of life. With one mind, we, we send greetings and thanks to our brother, the sun. Now our minds are one. Grandmother Moon. We put our minds together to give thanks to our oldest grandmother, the moon, who lights the nighttime sky. She is the leader of women all over the world, and she governs the movement of the ocean tides. By her changing face, we measure time, and it is the moon who watches over the arrival of children here on earth. With one mind, we send readings and thanks to our grandmother, the moon. Now our minds are one. Okay. We give thanks to the stars who are spread across the sky like jewelry. We see them in the night, helping the moon to light the darkness and bringing dew to the gardens and growing things. When we travel at night, they guide us home. With one mind, gathered together as one, we send greetings and thanks to the stars. Now our minds are one. We gather our minds to greet and thank the enlightened teachers who have come to help us throughout the ages. When we forget how to live in harmony, 
They remind us of the way we were instructed to live as people. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to these caring teachers. Now our minds are one. The Creator. Now we turn our thoughts to the Creator, or Great Spirit, and send greetings and thanks for all the gifts of creation. Everything we need to live a good life is here on this Mother Earth. For all the love that is still around us, we gather our minds together as one and send our choicest words of greetings and thanks to the Creator. Now our minds are one. Hmm. Now we have arrived at the place where we end our words. Of all the things we have named, it was not our intention to leave anything out. If something was forgotten, we leave it to each individual to send such greetings and thanks in our own way. Now our minds are one. May this be so. To all our readers, thank you. Thank you, nature beings, and thank you, Earth. And now let us turn our minds and hearts to the joys and the concerns and sorrows moving in our lives today. I would lift up, especially today, gratitude for all the people who are working to uphold our democratic system in these tumultuous times. We are grateful for their good and faithful work. And for the scientists whose countless hours of hard work and creativity have given us such encouraging news about vaccines that will help us end this pandemic. We are grateful. And I would lift up also that this past Friday, we marked the Transgender Day of Remembrance, honoring the memory of those transgender people who lost their lives to violence in this past year. May their memory be a blessing and a call to each one of us to be bringers of love and liberation. All these joys and sorrows, all these loved ones, both named and unnamed. As we hold them all, I invite you now to add your own silent prayers and meditations.
Amen and blessed be. And now I invite you to sing along with our centering hymn for all that is our life with words by the white British Unitarian Bruce Finlow and music by the white California composer Patrick Rickey. <laughs> just beautiful. I have a book for you today and I just posted in the chat the link to the book and also a link to um, special coloring book pages from the book that I think that you will enjoy. So if that's something that you can do, I invite you to click on that. And so this book is called We are grateful. You can see on the bottom it has just a couple awards. <laughs> I think it got about every award possible um, the year that it was published. And so it is called We Are Grateful by Tracy Sorrell. And it begins this way. Cherokee people say, oh, Jehiliga, to express gratitude. It is a reminder to celebrate our blessings and reflect on struggles daily, throughout the year, and across the seasons. And I invite you to say this word with me. Oh, Jehiliga. Oh, Jehiliga. We are grateful.
When cool breezes blow and leaves fall, we say, Oji Hiliga. Did any of your gardens or lawns look like this lately? Oji Hiliga. As shell shakers dance all night around the fire and burnt cedars scent drifts upward during the great new moon ceremony. You can almost smell the cedar, can't you? OJ Heliga. As we clean our houses, wear new clothes, enjoy a feast and forget old quarrels to welcome the Cherokee New Year. While we collect buckbrush and honeysuckle to weave baskets, to remember our ancestors who suffered hardship on the Trail of Tears, and have hope as our Elise grandma cradles the newest member of the family and reveals her Cherokee name. Ujihiliga. Gola, winter. As bears sleep deep in snow blankets in the ground, we say, oh, Jehiliga. Do you think we might have snow people like this sometime soon? While elders share stories and we savor buttery bean bread and steamy hominy soup when we feed our animal and bird friends as older children teach the younger ones how to make corn husk dolls and play flutes. Have you ever made a corn husk doll? Well, together we remember an uncle who has sadly passed on as men cuddle babies and sing traditional lullabies in Cherokee. I love this illustration. The daddy's cuddling the baby. Spring. When showers fill streams and shoots spring up, we say, oh, Jehiliga. While men sing, asking for thunder and lightning's protection of the emerging sprouts that women tend, as we gather wild onions, spring's first food, and serve them with hen's eggs. As we practice patience to sew pucker toe moccasins and coil clay to build beautiful pots. Do you like coiling clay? It can be so fun. As we plant ani strawberries, an ancestral stories, sweet smelling reminder not to argue with each other. 
as we embrace a clan relative heading off to serve our country. Goji, summer. As the crops mature and the sun scorches, we say, OJ Heliga. You can see there's a little baby in the basket in the garden. <laughs> Everybody helps. When we grasp our gigs and wade into the cool creek to catch crawdads for supper, as we sink our teeth into the season's first harvest at the green corn ceremony. While we click clack sticks, chase a small ball and fling it high at the stick ball game pole. Look at all the summer fun. When we recall our ancestors sacrifices to preserve our way of life to celebrate history and to listen to our tribal leaders speak at Cherokee National Holiday. You can see all the people gathered together. Every day, every season, OJ Heliga, we are grateful. And so if you can find a copy of this book, maybe online or I checked and the public library has a copy as well, you can see beautiful Cherokee writing. And check that out as well. So thank you so much for listening. And I invite you to say it once more, all of us together. I am grateful. We are grateful. OJ Heliga. Thank you. Each Sunday we make an offering from the bounty we are so uh, blessed to enjoy. We do so in the spirit of generosity, in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you're joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence is gift enough. Today's offering goes to the General Operating Fund, which supports just about everything we do. If you'd like to give through our website, please visit wudu.org or click on Give online to UWU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. That number is 757-500-0688. And follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, please mail your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, 
23185. And thank you so much. Our offertory music is by George Winston, a white pianist and composer from Montana. This piece is called Thanksgiving. Thank you, Dave. 
We've never had a Thanksgiving quite like this one. Some of us are staying home, staying safe, and missing our loved ones. Some of us cautiously planning small, distanced get-togethers, trying to be as careful as we possibly can. And all of us, all of us trying to do the right thing and make the best choices we can for ourselves and for our communities. But none of it is easy. We know that we have to keep up all of our safety precautions. That is just essential. But it's so complicated when our hearts and our bodies miss each other. The other day I was talking to a friend who said, you know, these days every choice feels wrong. And that has been echoing in my heart these last few days. So many of the COVID decisions we make these days feel complicated and loaded at at best. We've never had a Thanksgiving quite like this. So in this moment, I am trying to keep my gratitude practice alive and remember all the things that I truly am grateful for. And there are a lot. Like right at this moment, I I could name, I'm grateful for my morning cup of tea, grateful for the chair I'm sitting in, for my laptop and the internet that connects us. Obviously, I'm grateful for each one of you. I'm grateful for the trees and the sun and the squirrels running around the yard. I could go on and on. And I know that your list would be really long too. It helps to practice gratitude. But I still wish things were different. I'm sure you do too. And sometimes the sadness and the frustration of it all, they just don't wanna get completely pushed away, you know? But then I think back to 1863 when President Lincoln called for a national day of Thanksgiving, the first national day of Thanksgiving in the middle of the Civil War. Can you imagine? The war was raging But still, he called the people to be grateful for everything they did have. In the beautiful formal phrasing of those days, he lifted up, I quote, the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. President Lincoln said that even in spite of the horrors of the war, still, he was grateful that we were not at war with any other country and that in his words, Peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed. And these were gifts to be thankful for. And he asked the people, even as they gave thanks, to remember all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers because of the war. And he asked the people to pray that God would heal the wounds of the nation and restore it to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. That sounds like a pretty good prayer for us, too, in these post-election pandemic times.
I lift up to you today, President Lincoln's reminder that there always is so much to be grateful for, even and maybe especially all the things that we usually take for granted. And not as a cheap, you know, la la la, everything's fine. Not like that, but as a profound reminder that even though we have lost so much this year, our cup is still full of blessings if we can train our minds and hearts to look for them. Being grateful is a choice. It doesn't mean we have to tamp down the sorrow that we also feel, but practicing gratitude can bring some balance into our hearts. It can create some room for joy to coexist along with sorrow. I know that I need that, and maybe you do too. But there is another layer we need to unpack here too. Even in Lincoln's beautiful Thanksgiving proclamation, there is some shadow pain that we today must reckon with. Among the blessings that Lincoln names is this one in his words. He says, the ax has enlarged the borders of our settlements. And today we acknowledge that enlarging the borders of the white settlements meant usurping indigenous land, right? This is what we have to acknowledge today. In her book, An Indigenous People's History of the United States, Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz traces how Lincoln was elected partly on the platform of allowing white settlers to take over indigenous lands west of the Mississippi River. During the Civil War, Lincoln called for settlers to start policing their own land to free up professional soldiers who had been serving out west to come back and fight the war in the south. And all too often, because of that, the settlers ended up ignoring government treaties, looting indigenous settlements, sometimes even massacring whole communities without any warning. And this is a part of our story, too. In Lincoln's generation, as in ours, the Thanksgiving holiday was said to be inspired by the famous story of the pilgrims and the Wampanoag sitting down to eat together in friendship. And when I was a kid in elementary school, I remember making those pilgrim hats and shoe buckles out of construction paper, acting out little Thanksgiving plays. But the real story is more complicated. We know that today. That moment happened, but the Wampanoags tell it pretty differently. For them, it was an opportunity to make an alliance that they needed to survive. And today we can look back and remember that hopeful moment was really just a blip in the larger story of European conquest and genocide that has shaped this continent over the last 400 years. In this moment, those of us whose ancestors came here as settlers are learning to tell a truer story about our history and what our presence here has meant to the people who are here long, long before us. My own family arrived on this continent about 400 years ago, and I'm grateful to be here, 
where else would I go? Where else could I possibly belong after all that time? But along with my gratitude, I feel a sacred obligation to learn the history of this continent from the perspectives of those who were here first so that I can try to do better now. And I do recommend to you Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz's book. Here it is, this is what it looks like, An Indigenous People's History of the United States. That if you wanna learn more, I recommend it. Of course, there are a lot of other wonderful resources out there as well. Going forward, I want to live in a way now that respects and honors all people and all beings the best I can. And so with the Haudenosaunee people whose Thanksgiving address opened our service, and with the Cherokee people whom Austin lifted up in our story today, I wanna to give thanks for this earth and for its beings every single day. And with my own ancestors who came from English and Celtic lands, I wanna remember that we are all a part of this earth and it is all sacred, every bit of it. I hope that you too will find inspiration in the teaching of your ancestors, wherever they came from. And with our ancestors in this faith, I want to remember to give thanks and praise for all that is our life, the good and the bad, because everything that happens is a chance to build the common good and make our own days glad. I'm grateful for that and for the future that gives us a fresh chance every day. And I'm grateful for the love that holds us together in community with one another and the land and the sea and the stars. Bless you all and happy Thanksgiving. And now I invite us to end as we began with gratitude again for the earth and for life itself as Austin and I share a reading by the Reverend Barbara Peskin, a retired white UU minister and poet. Gloria. The tenacity of earth and its creatures. Kyrie eleison. These children who will go on to save what we cannot. Baruch atah Adonai. The ordinary tenacity of plants and of people. Om the center of the universe, which is everywhere, not the least place in the human heart. Alleluia. Love that survives anger and winter and despair and sorrow and even death. Shalom. Love that persists. Nam yoho renge kyo. Calm that is the seed in the dark. 
Amen. For endings that are beginnings and for beginnings that are endings. Alleluia. For the circle, the spiral, the web, the egg, the orbit, the center, the seed, the flower, the fruit, the opening, the death, the release, the seed. Amen. We are going on. Amen. It is going on. Amen. Blessed be. Beautiful. Now let us say the words to extinguish the chalice. And we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We will paste the words in the Zoom chat. And again, we'll say them in unison. We extinguish this. Not the light of the truth. The commitment. Peace we carry our hearts until we are together again. Our benediction today is by the Reverend Kimberly Quinn Johnson. She's a Black UU minister serving the UU Congregation of the South Fork on Long Island. She quotes June Jordan in her first line. And as I speak these words, I invite you to reach out your hands and remember that wherever we are, we are connected. We are the ones we have been waiting for. We are not perfect, but we are perfectly fitted for this day. We are not without fault, but we can be honest to face our past as we chart a new future. We are the ones we have been waiting for. May we be bold and courageous to chart that new future. May we have faith in a future that is not known. We are the ones we have been waiting for. So may it be, bless you all, and amen. <laughs>